TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 458, and I am Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hey, this is uh, Peter. I live in Hollywood, and I write for Why So Blue. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, let's start off with the news. First up, uh, The Anatomy of a Scandal uh, by David E. Kelly will be going to Netflix. They picked it up a series. Netflix is also hoping to start shooting Sex Education Season 2 in the UK in August. They think that... Season 3. Is it Season 3? Mm. Yep. Whatever season that is. Uh, they think it's uh, they, they'll be able to shoot in the UK in August. Um, Breeders has been renewed for Season 2 at FX. And two sentence horror stories will return to the CW for season two. I was unaware there was a season one, so <laughs> that was informative. Um, and then HBO Max, after much acclaim and ado, has finally dropped to the nation. And Peter, since you were really vocal about this, I know this is technically the news section, but... And me too. Okay, both of you. What did you think be- of... Uh, since you have now tried HBO Max for a grand total of, what, three days or something? It's been since Wednesday, so f- like five days or whatever. I was up Tuesday nights. <laughs> late. I was so excited because it's not that I was necessarily excited about new shows, which Tom and I will get to later in the podcast. But I was very excited because I, HBO Warner Brothers... As much as I love Disney, Warner Brothers has an amazing library. Like, they just have, and I'm not talking just about friends. I mean, like, they have so many great movies. And as a person who, I always kind of feel like what, what's been happening with technology is we get a renaissance of catalog films because you, you know, first they're in HD. And then in this generation now, they're in 4K. And it's like, you, it's almost, I don't know, to me, it's like Wizard of Oz. A Warner Brothers movie, by the way, or, or owned by. <laughs> well, they. Yeah. Well, MGM, through, through, through the acquisition of Turner, which is acquired in GM. So, so like I was very excited, and so like um, the app comes. So I, it finally went up around maybe like one in the morning or something. It wasn't three, but it, it finally went up, and I get you. So basically, your HBO Go app reset. It, you had to update it, and then it, you turn it on, and then there's this little quick 30 second commercial where you know you're seeing wonder woman and everything it's very excited and then that excited disappeared in um <laughs> in just as much time one the if anybody knows the app of hbo the the hbo app it's pretty much the same app except that that they just you know it's they know purple. it's purple right. yeah it's purple oh, peter instead of black <laughs> Yes, I know. My girlfriend loves purple. I like purple. purple. I love Prince. Purple is not enough to save an app. Like, um, but my biggest, my biggest thing was I was very disappointed that, you know, when Disney did its rollout, uh, my girlfriend and I watched all the Star Wars movies because we're like they're in 4K. The new movies coming out, and regardless of my the fact that I didn't like the new Star Wars movie, like um, I was very excited to go through the Star Wars film. So. I turn on HBO Max and everything's in HD. There's no 4K. I feel the navigation. Yeah, I feel the navigation's weird. Like I don't think I know that Netflix is the gold standard, and we can't assume that everybody can be as good as Netflix's uh, interface. But it is weird to me how even Dis- Disney Plus had a better launch. But even the Dis, I think you guys would agree, even the Disney app is not the best interface either no no not at all no well, this app has a lot of problems but yeah, but so at least why, the stuff is in 4k and they have some true, content true. and their hubs make sense it, they know they do i just don't get it like why aren't these billion dollar multi-billionaire coming why don't they just go okay we take our content uh, we maybe give it a different aesthetic but it'll work and function it'll be an intuitive app the way netflix like i 
I don't get it. So I'm like, what is the deal? Um, so I was not. I heard HBO deliberately were trying to be different from Netflix. They were like, our app will well, be mission, different. And I'm like, mm. and by different, does that mean we want Netflix is great. So HBO will suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's true. Then. All right. Netflix then, is functional. Okay, so I'll... HBO went the other way. Yeah. Here's the problem. So many, so many problems, but I'll start one. The hubs are dumb and they're too animation heavy. You've got a Cartoon Network hub. You have an Adult Swim, which is also Cartoon Network, just the adult part. You have a Studio Ghibli hub, which is actually kind of cool because they have streaming rights for Ghibli. You have Crunchyroll, whatever that is. I think it's anime. But they're they're animation heavy, and there's so much stuff from that amazing Warner Media library not there. There are no individual Superman movies available, period. Oh, they have Supergirl. Yeah, the 80s Supergirl movie with Helen Slater is great. <laughs> That's what everybody's clamoring to say. Like, uh... Yeah, but still, there's there's no, really, no Man of Steel? No Batman v Superman and Justice League. Oh, great. The, the really terrible ones with Henry Cavill. Um, they should have a Hanna-Barbera hub. If you're going to do all these animation breakout hubs, do a Hanna-Barbera hub. The stuff from Hanna-Barbera that's missing is shameful. Okay, yes, we have one Flintstones show. Out of all the Flintstones show, they just have the original. No Pebbles and Bam Bam. We have pretty much almost all the Scooby-Doo shows, except for No Scooby Laugh. I mean, come on. Don't be chasing. I can't. My, my issue is I can't even find anything. Like, I couldn't figure out what was new, what was HBO, what was... I was very confused. Okay, the easy thing is, what's new? Not a lot. Yeah, okay. That, that explains <laughs> the, it. The not-so-late show with Elmo, I got, like, halfway through an episode and got bored. Cause I did, too, I'm not but it was still audience. cute. It was, it was, it was cute, cute if you're a five-year-old, but yes. I'm not. Uh, but there's... Why are we paying? I mean, I got a three dollar discount from the regular subscription for a year, and on Directv it's seventeen dollars. So I was happy to, you know, pay twelve instead of seventeen. But still, don't call it HBO Max. It's it's like HBO, it's HBO. plus friends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's HBO. It's, it's, it's just HBO plus friends. The content does not. The rollout. They're smoking crack if they think this is a Netflix killer, because yeah. the the stuff that's missing. Again, shameful, shameful. They've if had I were a year. They, they've had a year to do this. They've and had they time enough. to prepare. I think DC Universe's launch, as lame as that was, was better than this. Oh, because wow. at least they have some oh, deep... Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, at least they have some deep cuts in terms well, of yeah, animation, like, like all the Super Friends. Yeah, like but, how do you... Like Doom Patrol, a show that Tom says I should watch, and Olivia says... Yes, yes, no, I mean, love it. you should not. Uh, Doom Patrol on the DC app is 4K... And somehow on the Mac, on the HBO Max, it's not. And I was like, "Wait, it's what? In HD? Like, how's it possible? Like, what? That? I don't get that at all." Obviously, you like you're Patrol? not advanced enough to understand Libya, it. Yeah, you didn't like Doom Patrol. Also, no. And look, and I'll say this, I, well, no, I, don't, I can't talk about Doom Patrol. But I said, I said this on my <laughs> on Twitter, um, and it's a little. I guess it's me being a little catty, but whatever. Um, so they're going to spend over thirty million dollars. They're going to spend over thirty million dollars on the Snyder Cut, which is going to be on HBO Max. But apparently, they what they spent what ten thousand dollars on the app. Like, I mean that that makes no sense to me. Like, I don't under like they're making such a big deal about this one thing. But I'm like, you didn't the actual platform. It doesn't feel like you spent any money on. That's so they weird. did. They didn't. It, it's it's got a. It basically is the HBO um, Go slash Now app in purple. <laughs> oh, and we threw some hubs in here. It's just uh, pathetic for for Warner Media, which I don't know if they're still the largest media conglomerate since the the Disney acquisition of Fox, but it was boy shameful. Especially considering how much you're paying for this compared to the other streaming services. Yeah, they're charging you're not getting a lot of, for that. Oh, that's true. That's a very good point. You're not getting a lot of bang for your buck. Also, so. my one last, my one last gripe, um, and this is a this is a weird. It's not really a movie or TV thing, but I, if you were to look on HBO Max and look at say movies, you it what it is is they're mixing 
they're mixing the movies that they own, let's say like Gone with the Wind or or something, Supergirl, that's a one of those movies. But Die Hard would also be on there because when you look at it, it'll say Die Hard and then it'll say HBO because Die Hard HBO. Is Die Hard is a Fox film, but the problem with, in theory, that's not a, it's not the end of the world. The reason it's bad is that last week I decided to finally rewatch Die Hard. I hadn't seen it in years. And at first I was going to watch it on the HBO, uh, HBO Go. And I realized that the HBO Go version is basically the equivalent of like a pan and scan. It's basically a modded five for TV. So it's not really the actual version. And so I was like, well, wait a minute. So that would mean if I if I don't know all this and I'm just like die hard, put it on. Ooh, die hard's on the map. It look it's not gonna look good. And I'm not even talking about four K. I'm saying the actual way it's like it's mean because it's made for television. Well, like I, I, that, it's like don't why are you mixing these weird movies? Because you know, if you have HBO, you get, you know, movies a, well, a, a I month. I just wanna wrap this up. We're still in the news yeah. oh, section. Oh, I just want to point there, out there, we're still there, in the there, is, there is one laudable section though. The TCM section includes a lot of Criterion movies, so I will give them. Oh, that's for cool. That. Okay, yeah, will, but they're not in 4K. You don't need that. that. Yeah. All right, Anyways, we need to so we need to wrap that up for for, for the news <laughs> part. Happy. Since we're on Max, they also acquired Young Show streaming rights. Duh, because they own it. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that all, well? How's that going to work? Because CBS All Access has it as well. Streaming rights for the CBS All Access will probably just have select episodes of the, cur- the current season and then once it starts goes past the current season it'll probably go to max okay all right because Tom, do you, have news? you have news before yes. we move on? apple and paramount are going to co-finance martin scorsese's next film killers of the flower moon starring leo dicaprio gal gadot's hedy lamar miniseries has moved to apple from showtime kush jumbo has exited uh the, the good fight on cbs all access so season four just uh, concluded Thursday, and season five will start filming whenever they, whenever the COVID allows. But she won't be in it. They they hope to write an episode, have her come back to at least write her out. Uh, Fremantle Media has hired Kirk Ellis, who won an Emmy for I forget what miniseries it was, but he's going to write the miniseries BB about Netanyahu. FX officially ordered American Horror Stories, the weekly anthology. You know, uh, the Safdie <laughs> brothers. The Safdie brothers have set a first look deal with A twenty four and HBO, which is kind of cool. So if they get something for, if they develop something for TV, it's going to be on HBO. Uh, Netflix. Tom Ellis is on board for Lucifer season six. They just need Netflix to greenlight it. Paul Feig is going to direct and produce a movie version of The School for Good and Evil, which is a book series. And finally, Warner Media and Steven Spielberg are taking Smash which aired two seasons on NBC to Broadway. Nice. All right, so let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Killing Eve, and this was the penultimate episode, though it really didn't feel like the penultimate episode. Yeah. Um, it felt like... It almost felt like the ultimate episode for a couple of characters for a second. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true! I really did think... <laughs> That Constantine was dead. I, I, I 100%. And at, to be fair, I also thought, what's her name? Dasha. I thought she was dead too because she Dasha. got clubbed. Yeah. She got clubbed really well at the top of her head. And then and then Eve finds her, sees she's alive, and steps on her chest. You hear her ribs crack. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I genuinely thought, okay, these guys are, you know. These guys are dead, and they they end up in hospital beds next. Like that was because that was I so that funny. Was brilliant. Because that was so <laughs> that was funny, brilliant. I forgave them for psyching us out about their deaths. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, and then I like the part where she was like, the nurse was like, "Well, you need to stop the stress in your life," and he just starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> um, all of that was really good. I just I don't understand how the season's going to end right now. Like nothing feels close to. Finishing, like, figuring out who killed Kenny, who, like, what's going, like, uh, who the 12 are. We're no closer to any of those mysteries that they set up at the beginning. So I'm really kind of confused on what I'm supposed to assume is happening right now. I think they're saving a lot of the 12 answers for next season, because... Yeah, they didn't even touch it. They're not, we're nowhere near it right now. 
I know it just sort of feels like we were treading water for a really long time, and yeah. now I really don't know how they're gonna I don't to, know, yeah, no wrap clue. this all up so fast. But yeah, the, I, I agree with you. I totally thought that Constantine was dead. I, I was kind of holding out hope until they got to the scene with Carolyn, and then when she started, you know, acting out, I thought, well, the, it, he has to be dead if that's the case. If she's if she's melting down, then then he has to be dead. So I was shocked. When they went to the scene where he's in the, the hospital. hospital, yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I can't wait for her to find out that <laughs> she trashed her living room for nothing. Uh, but I thought she trashed her living room because one of her agents was dead. I thought it was because of the agent no, who got killed by the twelve. Yeah, one of her agents got killed by the twelve. She just got a text, and they told her that because the agent left her a mess. She was all happy because the agent left her a message. I figured it out. I know what's going on. I have proof. And yeah, she was, I, like, I, celebrating with champagne. That, I'm like, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah then but she's... I don't think that she'd react that, that you know, because I knew, I, I know they, they killed the agent, but I, at the same time, I didn't think she'd react that big. I mean, well, that I was, think that it was because tank, it was her, was it wasn't the, it wasn't the agent himself because she doesn't necessarily care about him. It's about the fact that she was on the verge of proving that her boss, who she hates, is actually working for the 12. That's what she wanted. And that got plus she, plus the daughter was pushing her to, to, to have emote. some kind of emotion. so she was so she was basically like, oh, you want me to vote? Okay, here you go. Because the way she said, "Are you happy now?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she did it for the benefit of her daughter more than anything else. Um, Although the, everything's got to be taking a toll on her, though. Like her daughter yeah. was saying. That's true. Oh yeah. It's so weird. She's playing such a different character than Game of Thrones. I literally did not recognize her until somebody told me who she was. <laughs> And she's when she so con- different. When she confronted Constantine, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, how did, how could you not know he was using you? Seriously? <laughs> how stupid are you? Well, I like that she gave him a test. I like the test. She was like, do you want to have dinner with me? He's like, no. He's like, oh, but my mom's not home. And she had this thing that she wanted that was top secret. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. Um, but overall, the season's been okay. I, I've enjoyed it, but big picture, I'm not been, sure what's happening. I th- I still think Eve's been a little light for my tastes. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. But I think we knew Eve's personal life. We knew a lot about her, and we didn't really know that much about Villanelle. And I think this season, yeah. we're learning more. We learned more about Villanelle, and I'm okay with but that. The, but the real magic of the show is the two of them. Oh, absolutely. At you, cross purposes. Yes, that and is it's the best like, part. It, it, it's kind of, I'm trying to think of an, an appropriate example. You know, when you've got two, when you've got a show that really, de- that, that's dependent on the two, on the on the relationship between two leads, and they're both exceptional actors, and then you keep them separated for the majority of the season, it's like, dude, not my favorite season. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? That's, I think that's all we have to say about that. Let's move on. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Miss America, which we actually haven't, we talked about when it started, but we haven't talked about since. So Peter, you wanted to talk about the finale. Allison, did you watch it? Uh, I did not. I lived through that period of time and I hate that woman with a living passion. <laughs> I, the, the idea, I even, the idea of having her on my TV screen week after week was just more than I could take. I could see that. I mean, I, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear me say that Kate Blanchett does a terrific job. Um, oh, I, but... no doubt. I, I mean, and I love her, but it's just, oh, my God. I, I really, enough was enough. <laughs> just gonna, um, just so so uh, Mrs. America, I think it is the first time we've talked about it. It is a, um, a nine-part, one-season show, uh, show that just ended this week. Every episode was named after... Uh, a person that is not necessarily for ERA, but a, an important figure in ER in in the the battle for uh, ERA. And so the first episode is Phyllis, which is Phyllis Schlafly, who would become kind of like the poster child for like the right wing, the Christian right, uh, and she's played by Camp Blanchett. Other episodes, of course, are about you know Betty Friedan, Gloria Steinem. The last episode is called Reagan, um, and it's the, it's the only episode that is named after. A man and uh, a woman, because it's it. It is of course the end, which you know Carter, uh, Carter's um, 
administration ends and Reagan comes in. And it was, I thought it was, um, on, on a big picture, I guess, since we're just talking about the whole show, um, all the performances I thought were terrific. Rose Byrne is uh, Gloria Steinem. Tracy Ullman is Betty Friedan. Uh, Margot Martindale, I forgot who she's playing, but she's really terrific. It did a really great job, I thought. Was she Bella Ebzug? What? Was she Bella yeah. Ebzug? Yes, yeah, because I remember it's a name that I was like, how do you say that name? Yes, you are correct. That's who she's playing. Um, but it did a really, I feel like FX, um, FX and some other networks have done a good job of this, of like taking certain political events and then making them into, I can't think of another example, but like making them into, well, we can do this for eight episodes or something. And um, I, it was, of course, uh, Allison, yeah, I remember being a kid and I remember my mom having, you know, the second sex and all of, the, you know, a lot of books, a lot of the literature and everything. And so it sort of brought memories for me, but there was a lot I really didn't know. And so for me, I know this might sound like I'm, I'm making it sound like it's a star studded, but essentially history lesson and it sort of is but it's i don't know i thought they did a, a really good job of balancing out as much as kate blanchett is a character that for someone like me i can really not like i think they do a really good job and i feel i always feel that this is an i can't think of an example in a movie about race but anytime you have characters that are so on the other end they're very conservative or, or whatever it's always really I feel it's tricky. Like if you only have two hours, it's easy to just be like, well, these people are, they're monsters and there you go. But you have nine episodes of this. I was like, well, it's Kate Blanchett. So she can't just be evil. Like, so, but, but it would be weird to make us like her. And I think what the show does is it shows the contradiction of a woman who fought against um, feminism and essentially kind of was a feminist, but she was only a feminist basically for herself. She really, you know, she wanted to be in the Senate and she wanted to have all these things that, in, especially in that era, is really just for a white man. But she somehow didn't see the contradiction that, like, she wanted all that pie, you know, or what, because there's a big thing about food and that. But, like, other women, she basically just disregarded. And I think that that is, it makes her kind of an interesting character. Again, not a person I wouldn't be friends with. And, like, I would agree with Allison about, you know, probably really not liking that woman. I have to say, I hope it don't sound terrible, but I had a little relief. I'm watching the show and I look, oh, she's already dead. Thank God. Like, yeah. um, so. <laughs> like, um, I know that sounds terrible. I'm sure she had. It doesn't, it's not terrible life. about her at all. But but I thought it did. A, it did. I thought it did a good job of that. And then on and on the liberal side, it did a good job of showing the of of the problems. Like um, I forgot the actress's name. The woman who played um, uh, what's her name? For black, uh, crazy eyes on Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she Ooh, plays. Um, is it Chisholm? She's the first African American woman, actually, maybe even woman. Uzo Aduba. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think it's Chis Chisholm. I think her last name is Chisholm. No, no, no. Uzo Aduba played Crazy Eyes on on uh, Orange is the New Black. So she plays Shirley Chisholm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She plays Shirley Chisholm. Oh, cool. And she's great. And I and I loved that the show was able to highlight that that they were able to highlight like yes here are these women but look most of them are, are white women of privilege that they can have because of their life they can they can protest and stuff and how much harder it is you know to be a person of color or uh, to be gay like and they even bring that up so there's a there is a lot i'd say the most depressing thing about the show which is probably going to make libya go i'm not going to watch this is, <laughs> that, is that when the show ends I completely forgot that Trump stole the Make America Great Again from Reagan because Reagan's pins was let's make America great again. It's like a slight change. And by the end of the show, you realize that what the show. Oh, and it's directed by the directors. It's the is it Anna and David. Is it Bodell? It's the ones who did Captain Marvel, the Marvel Captain Marvel. So they're the ones who spearheaded the show. And by the end of the show, you realize what the show is doing is not only giving you a history lesson about the politics of the time, but it's also pointing, putting a mirror up and being like Reagan, Trump, how much of this is very similar. And that obviously to me is very depressing. Like that, that really was just like, Oh my God, like it's, if anything, it's worse now. Like, so, but, but I thought it was really terrific. Allison, if you could stomach, I, I think you would like it. I mean, it's very well acted. Like I'm sure, which I'm sure I mean you think it is. It's, it's well acted. It's well written. 
I think it 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 doesn't it doesn't play things as black and white like as you might think. It's it goes into the nitty gritty. So I liked it. Yeah. And Wall Street Journal accused FX of doing a hit on uh, on uh, Schlafly. So <laughs> if uh, they hate it, it, it might not be that bad. <laughs> you know that's weird. I've heard I've heard that people who like Schlafly don't like the show, but I mean she's pretty pro Christian right. Well, I mean yeah, if, guys... if that's their audience, I don't see how they. Look, I don't know the woman, so I mean, I don't know. I can't let's, let's, let's wrap that one up. Yeah. So you're saying thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Central Park, which Tom watched, which was on, what is that on? It's on Apple TV+. Plus. That would explain why I didn't see it. All right. So <laughs> what, what did you think? It's, it's an animated musical comedy from the Bob's, Lauren Bouchard and Josh Gad. Uh, or two of the co-creators. Lauren Bouchard, of course, does Bob's Burgers. I would describe it as Bob's Burgers the musical with a little edge, but it's about a uh, one of the, uh, the the guy, I, I guess they're not called park rangers for Central Park, but the guy who's in charge of Central Park, who's voiced by Leslie Odom Jr., and then his wife is, is voiced by Catherine Hahn, so interracial relationship. And what's funny is one of the kids is played by Titus Burgess from Kimmy Schmidt and the others played by Kristen Bell from Veronica Mars and lots of other stuff and the good place. And all of these, all, all of them can sing, of course, but the first episode was kind of like the setup for everything. <laughs> but what's hysterical is that, uh, the daughter, uh, the pilot, the boy finds that the, 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 the rich, the awful rich person, voiced by Stanley Tucci and it's a woman. <laughs> he voices a woman. That's a, a Lauren Bouchard thing. And okay. his assistant, Helen, is played by David Diggs. So, um, but the dog goes missing so that there's a big reward for the dog and it turns out the little boy has the dog because he and the dog are bonded and he sings a love song to the dog which his sister questions as being slightly creepy. <laughs> And then the sister draws cartoon superheroes and is infatuated with a, a, a boy who goes to her school who flies a kite in the park, and she hides behind a rock, but she's got a song about them. But uh, episode one, he has to give the dog back, and he's sad, and the dog's sad. And in episode two, we find out that the uh, the the villain's plan is to have the Central Park Conservancy with uh, agreement with the city go bad so she can sell Central Park and develop it. And she's got a room full of evil developers with her. And some pretty heavy hitters on voices, too, like Tony Shalhoub and others. But it's it's just a... It's kind of a fun musical comedy. The subplot was that the dad had outlawed... had banned skating in the park because people who were seeing skaters would also litter. And he's got this big litany of signs up, you know, no no skating, no littering, you know, and it goes all the way down to the ground. So uh, our narrator character, played by Josh Gad, whose name is Birdie, has to negotiate a truce between the two, and we have this great skate routine. It's, it's fun, the music is decent, the cast is great, and it's the only comedy, only new comedy I liked that dropped this week, so... All righty then. Give it a try. All For right. those few of us who have Apple TV Plus. <laughs> the five people. All right, next <laughs> up, we're going to talk about uh, what we do in the shadows, and I mean people other than me. Man, I haven't talked in a couple of these things. Does that mean I need to watch more time? No, I don't think so. All right, you guys, <laughs> go ahead. Did you not like what we do in the shadows? I have never liked what we do in the shadows. Uh, I love it. I'm, I know. I'm a new convert. You said you said an Allison got me, won me over. But the last three episodes have been fantastic. Bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually do get that reference. Oh wait, so you do like that part? Okay, I saw so the pilot. Like yeah, I saw. I've seen <laughs> like two or three episodes, and right, that is that is kind of funny. That 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 bit is a little funny. Laszlo rules. Like Laszlo. <laughs> All right, what's the what do you guys uh, think of this episode? Oh, this was hilarious. I they, they had they had like an A and a B story, and both of them were hysterical. The first one was Laszlo, uh, his his old familiar from like the seventies, manages to track him down, uh, despite the fact that he like wiped his memory and left him at a gas station like in nineteen seventy seven, and uh, in and Delaware. 
Yes, in Delaware. Um, it's like, is there some place further away than Delaware? Um, but uh, he, he manages, he finally gets his memory back, or at least part of it, and, and wants uh, to become a vampire, as Laszlo promised. And, of course, Guillermo is looking at this guy who's at least 75 years old. And, you know, just, he, he was not given anything that Laszlo told him he was going to do. And, he you know, it was just abandoned. So Guillermo's just looking at this like, uh, what is this boat for me? And he ends up going with another vampire or, you know, presumed vampire um, who is promising to make all her familiars into vampires after like six or nine months, something like that of good service. So there's that that thing, that story going on there. And then the, the B story um, was the uh, <laughs> this this kind of what well, was I'm, I'm thinking karaoke, but it wasn't really karaoke. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. I was meant Nandor, not Laszlo. Laszlo and and Nadja uh, are, are going back to their musical roots and performing um, tr or trying to perform at like open mic night at a local club, um, egged on by uh, by the the um, psychic vampire, by the energy vampire. Yes, the energy vampire who wants who who, who Colin Robinson, who is just e eager to see them fail miserably, so he can suck up all the negative energy from the crowd watching them, and and both of those were just were were great stories. It was, it was really, really funny. And the twist in the um, in Guillermo leaving is that the vampire who was hosting all of him and all the familiars was a familiar herself pretending to be a vampire because her, her masters come back and basically kill everybody except for Guillermo. And the cat. And the cat. <laughs> Managed to save the cat. Wow. Okay, so good episode? It was it was hilarious. Fantastic cool. episode, just lots of laughs, lots of laughs. Unlike some of these alleged comedies that are on. Wow, the you just like just slamming, just slamming. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Agents of Shield, which is not a comedy. Um, <laughs> not intentionally. Not intentionally, but I I miss these guys, man. This is one of those. Well, it lets you know too that television's been regular television has gone for a little while. And kind of just familiar faces, just like they're like chicken soup. So I was really happy to have Agents of Shield back, and I like the cap, the just the idea that they're time traveling, like they have to follow the Chromacons through time, and the Chromacons are trying to destroy Shield some kind of way. And I, I was watching, I was like, why are they trying to destroy Shield again? Like, I don't remember why they're trying to destroy Shield. And I think, oh, because Shield destroyed their planet, right? So if they figure they destroy Shield, then their planet never gets destroyed. I well, I think it was end. actually, I think it was actually that the the Shrike destroyed their planet, but somehow Shield was responsible for the Shrike getting there or something like something. that. Something I can't so, remember, yeah. but yeah, I was I, I, like, I, I, I was a little confused about, about their motiv motivation, but I did like just the era. They're like they're in the was it the thirties? Yeah, they were in the mm -hmm. Great Depression, Prohibition, Prohibition and uh, just them having to change their outfits and the, all the outfits look great. I like the sets. I liked, I really liked Coulson or LMD Chromacon Coulson. Like, I like the download, like when he got the last two years downloaded into his brain. That he was, was like, what, 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 what? Like, he was like <laughs> failing and he was like, I did what? And then when? And I'm dead and I'm alive and I'm who? And I'm like, he was just freaking out. Tahiti. As he should, freaked out. Like, I totally understand why he freaked out. Um,. And I can't wait for his reunion with uh, May, May. Just, just because the last thing he's going to remember is stabbing her through the chest. Like, you know, like that's that's something to get over in a relationship. Um, also, he's a robot. He's not sure how he feels about that. Um, and we all know that Mac hates robots. So mm -hmm. that Mac has had every some of my favorite rants that Mac has had through the entire series are about how robots rebel and kill everyone. 
and that they should all be killed. Like he has had multiple rants. And about that's robots. what the season arc is about. I know, and I, I really, I really appreciate that they've like realized his greatest fear. I think it's hysterical that for this final season of the show, because when they when Coulson shows up in the pilot, people are like, "How is Coulson alive?" And we had that. You know, big arc, you know, Cree technology, blah, 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 blah. But now for the final season of the show, he's an LMD. Yeah. Which is one of the big theories. Exactly. So, so I think that, that that's great and that it's not a hidden thing. And I just liked uh, the only thing that was because everything was moving so fast with the time travel, they hadn't. The thing I love about this show is that the quiet moments between the characters. And no one's had a moment to slow down and have any. Like, first of all, I think that. Uh, Simmons is lying about things, or at least not lying, keeping things from everyone. Um, very deliberately, she's holding on to information and not telling people things. And everything's been moving so fast that nobody's really been able to be like, hey, what's going on? Um, like, where where is Fitz? Like, they haven't really talked about that at all. There's, like, so many things that she's not telling people. Uh, and I just, I miss the quiet moments between the characters and I know it's the premiere and so they don't, there's not a lot of time for that and I get that, but I want my quiet moments. All right. I've raved. Anybody else thoughts, comments? I thought it was a fun episode. Really? That's all you got? I did too. I (laughs) I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Um, although I have to say, you know, you were talking about the sets. Um, it it was, it was funny because I've, I've been on that lot and so as they're standing around the New York set, you know, especially when they were like outside which, the which, which, which lot was that? That's uh, it was that, the Warner Brothers that... lot. Yeah. Warner Brothers. Brothers? Yeah. Because I was about I was, to say, because I've been on the ballet I've... and I'm like, I, I sat and had a coffee in front of that shop. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know exactly where that is. What's so weird is I've been on the Fox and the Paramount New York lots a lot. And so I, I was looking to see if that was it. And I was like, no, it's yeah, not right. Probably... Okay. That explains it. Cause I haven't been on there a lot. Which is weird because I work for Warner Brothers. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, but uh, other than that, which I just thought was kind of amusing, I really liked it. I thought that the show had, you know, I mean, it was just like you said, it was great to be back with the characters again. It was like visiting an old friend, and I, I was like, it, it, there was a part of me that was kind of sad too because I know this is the last time we're gonna be doing that. This is the the end of the road for for Shield. But while it's going, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm glad that they finally restored uh Phil Colson, even if he is an LMD. It's his personality. We're not yes. we're not dealing with a Sarge situation of who is this guy and why does Yak weird and you know um it's we we for all intents and purposes have have Colson back again, which is lovely. And and I like the interaction between all the characters and all of that. So, yeah, I just really enjoyed this this first episode. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, next up, let's talk about Stargirl. And Do we I will, have to? I will tell you this. This will be <laughs> the last episode of Stargirl that I will watch because I was like, because I watched the first one thinking, well, maybe I'm just, you know, not under, you know, understanding it. Maybe it's not what I want, or maybe it'll be different, like something. Or maybe it's just a joke. <laughs> and so it's so <laughs> cheesy, and it's just so just. It's not the tone that I'm looking for in my superhero shows. I feel like it's designed for a 14 year old. Yes. Um, and it's not. It's not for me. I am not the target audience for this show. And the second episode truly convinced me of it. I was like, I cannot. I can't watch this one. Do you think a 14 year old would like the show? though? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, maybe somebody, no, seriously, because usually shows target a demographic, you know, an age group slightly younger than the characters. Right. And, you know, so, so, you know, high school shows target tweens, college shows target teens. I don't know who this show thinks it's target audiences. It's just, and the sad thing is, there's some good talent in the cast, but man, are they squandered? Yeah. And, and again, I'm 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 laying the blame at the feet of Jeff Johns. I just don't think he was ready to run a show by himself, and the char- and the character is too close to him because he created, you know, the Star Girl character. But right. I, the less said, the better. I mean, this is the kind of show that I can grade papers to. This is the kind of show I can work, you know, write, you know. 
academic book chapters too. It does not demand your attention. Yes, that is very, very, that is a very true statement. Uh, Cause I was doing, I was trying to pay attention and then I found myself distracted looking at my phone and I was just like, I was just trying to keep myself entertained. Uh, so and it was just not working so i was like wow okay um yeah that show's terrible so i'm out i'm done thank you that's all i have to say moving on next up we're gonna talk about uh control z which is a show that dropped on netflix uh last week and i pitched it told everybody to watch and thankfully this week tom watched it yay i've watched episode one three four and i'm hooked well, and the thing it's, is, um, it is a high school show, but it's so much more than that. It's got a really good mystery. Well, this is this is a dark high school show. Yeah, now, it's, it's not it's, for the, the lame. It's a Spanish show, so the dubbing is a little... I wasn't watching it with the dubbing. I watched it with oh. the subtitles. Subtitles? Is yeah. that an option on Netflix? Yeah, absolutely. You just turn, turn Ooh, it okay. to the original language and then just watch it. Yeah, you go in the settings. You go, yeah, in the okay. go in the settings. You could do that. I, I need to do that for the the second half of this of the season because yeah I was finding the I was finding the the dubbing distracting and I I prefer the subtitles but the cast is good but it gets dark oh me yeah. episode three woo yeah. I saw I mean, that I I, I kept predicting that that kid I was like he's gonna come shoot up to school like I thought he was good that's what I thought too <laughs> yeah because what they were doing to him was I was like dude have you never seen you know at, like why would you do this to somebody like they were doing crazy stuff to this kid and I was like this is gonna get really bad really fast. urinating on his backpack yeah they were just doing um, crazy stuff and he was like well I just want him to fight back I was like no you don't you just want to keep bullying no, you're him. just a bully dude yeah and I was just like oh man uh, and then the second anybody stands up to him, he leaves you alone. Like, it was just like, oh, it's just so... Anyways, what ended up happening in episode three was crazy. And I it, I kept cringing because... Oh, question. Do you think you know who the hacker is? I have no idea. Do you have, do you have guesses? No, because... The, I mean, the most obvious one is the new kid. That's what I was thinking, too. Except but he for... feels too obvious. Nope, and and the description for the next episode says he and the rich kid have to go, have to team, have to set aside differences to find Sophia, who's been kidnapped. Do we need to explain Sophia the gets to kidnapped? Wait, did I finish? Oh, I didn't finish episode. You four. didn't finish episode four. I, I was in the middle of episode four, and then stuff. So, started watching something else. Yes, I got distracted. That's what uh, happens. So, but yeah, it was. Oh, do we need to say what? What did you say, Tom? Do we need to talk about the premise of the show? Okay, so yes, we should. The premise is very much just that some hacker is, has everyone's personal information and is blackmailing different students to betray other students to create this chaos. And I'm not entirely sure what their ultimate goal is. Chaos. Well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> obvi- like The obvious thing is it looks like it's just they're doing chaos for chaos' sake. But... All right. Our hero is a Veronica Marsy, a Veronica Mars type, uh, with a little Sherlock thrown in, she, a brunette who doesn't usually comb her hair unless she's going to a big party. <laughs> but um, she is ex- extremely observant and whip smart and a bit of a social outcast. But people come to her when they're in a jam, kind of like Veronica Mars. And in the pilot, a uh, the new kid in school. And oh, by the way, almost all these kids are ridiculously attractive and have great hair. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but the new kid in school is the son of a big soccer star, and so all the you know all the mean girls want want to be with you know want him to attract want his attention, and he zeroes in on Sophia, and just decides. You know, I, and what's really interesting is they never say really why he decides to bond with her. But uh, they they bonded, so they're like buddy buddy. And he gives her a friendly peck on the cheek in the episode three, and then episode four, there's a party. Uh, one of the rich kids, one of the secrets that was outed is that his dad has been, I guess, embezzling. He's, his dad's like a politician. Oh right, or and but he left him like a safe full of money, like that was. But crazy. left him a safe full of money, which which the kid immediately decides to throw a hellacious party and spend most well, of I mean, the money. My my thing is, if you find out. 
that your parents have abandoned you and left you a stack of money, I don't know if I would have been like, oh, party. Like, I would have been like, (laughs) oh, my God, save this money. I don't know where I'm going to get any more money. Like what he his his thing was he bought himself a motorcycle and threw a party. I was like, okay. Now, did you realize that um, that the girl at school, uh, Alex the lesbian, the reason why her secret is so important is she's she's dating a teacher. I realized she was dating an adult. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's out... it's it's the teacher. Which teacher? It's the one who asked for help with the AV when oh. she was talking with Sophia. I don't remember what she looked like, but okay. Well, I mean, Sophia's the, the, the in trouble because she's dating an adult too. I'm like, why are all these children dating adults? What is going on? So, yeah, it's just. Uh... Uh, but the show's really good. I I, I was I'm I hooked. was wondering if that if that adult had some uh, I mean connection to the family or her father. Yeah, because the thing was, her she was like, oh my god, your mom will hate me. So he obviously is a friend of the family. Uh, so that's that's why that's problematic. Uh, but yeah, I I really. How far into the party in episode four did you get? Did you the get to the? I just to got the... to the beginning of the party. Like the party, oh. like they showed up at the party. That was it. Yeah. What happens is basically blackmailer has tells Sophia to jump off the roof into the pool, and uh, handsome new kid tells her don't do it. Yeah, she should not. And she does. And she does it, and so he leaves the party, which gives rich kid the opportunity to try to weasel his way in. So she ends up making out with him, which I'm like, oh, girl, you could do better. I know. And for the, she says that she's like the freak that nobody likes, but like she's got all these guys chasing her. All these guys pining after her. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) obviously not so much a freak then. Uh, But anyway. Oh, and and the mother turned, the mother goes on the date with the school teacher. Or sorry, with the principal. Oh yeah, he's, he's supposed got, to propose, right? He's got the ring, and then the kids were just leaving to go to the party and crossed paths with the principal. So, and the mother's just preoccupied about the daughter, and he's like, the, the principal's like, "Can we talk about something else? I've got something really important to ask you." And he whips the ring out, and she says, "No, because <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't want to do this to my daughter yet." I was about to say. I was about to say. I actually suspected that because they showed her at the, at the grave site, and she was still talking about how she wasn't over her husband. Remember, she was like, "Oh yeah, I remember." Yeah, she's like, "I'm still." Well, it's only been a. The thing is, it's only been like a year. Like, yeah, him proposing, like, dude, do you have no sense? Slow your roll. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right, so thumbs up from us. Oh, oh, oh! Oh wait, and something else you might not have seen. Bully kid goes to visit the ki- the hospital where the oh kid's the in kid a coma, that he put him in the coma and the mother sees him and, and starts coming toward him until he leaves. Cause... I was about to say, yeah, that's a, like, dude, what? I can't stand that kid. Like, I kept yeah. thinking something horrible was going to happen to him, and I was like, okay, let's have it. Like, oh. I, I hate him so much. Anyway, the, the, let's the, let's move the, on. Yeah, we got to move when on. When he headed, ooh, it's good though. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Love Life, which was on HBO Max. And uh, even though I had HBO Max, I looked at that and I was like, that looks terrible. Uh, so, and you were right. <laughs> uh, Peter and Tom, tell us what you thought about this episode. Peter should start. He can be more gracious than I can. You know, I um, I I like Anna Kendrick. Me too. Uh, she is an actress who I think maybe... I can't think of an example, but she she might be uh, um, a performer who is maybe doing just a bunch of projects. You know, she also did that one. I didn't see it. Remember, I, I think Libby, you know, what is that app that tried to take off a couple weeks oh, ago? Oh, Quibi. Right, so Quibi, had, yeah. Quibi. So there's an Anna Kendrick show where like, is she talking to a doll or something like that? It's like, and I, did, I heard it's not very good. So this felt more up my alley with what I like. I mean, I like Anna Kendrick and I love her in Up in the Air and I like Pitch Perfect and stuff. And I was like, oh, Love Life. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like her as the lead in a 30-minute like, you know, big city rom-com. rom-com. Thing. I was like, this should work, you know. Um, I I have only seen the pilot. I thought the pilot was fine. I appreciated from a diversity standpoint, I depreciated that her boyfriend – uh, is Asian. I don't know the actor's name, but he's good. Like he's a he's cool really person. good. 
he's great. He's a cool, charming boyfriend. The only thing I will say, though, is that, like, they posted the first three episodes, and the way... It, it, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, just to set it up, it it seems to be told sort of in a flashback because it's being narrated. It's a person being like, here is this person's life, and, sh you know, she always wanted to be in love, even as a child, and blah, 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 blah. Um, and it... I, I think they're going to jump forward in time in other episodes. I mean, within the age range of Anna Kendrick, of course. But while I did not, I didn't hate the pilot, especially coming off of this was that one in the morning when I was frustrated with HBO Max. And the, <laughs> fact, the, fact, the fact that I watched the whole thing and I was like, okay, I was like, the cast is solid and stuff. But yeah, like I didn't, I, I mean, honestly, it, it, it's basically like I liked the relationship she was having with this guy. And at the end of the episode, that relationship pretty much seems over. And I was like, oh, I think based uh -huh. on the show is her, you know, her love life. It's different characters. And I I had kind of become invested with those two. I was like, oh, I kind of like them. And then I was like, eh. And then I looked at the thumbnail. It looks like, is one of them, is she going to go out with her boss? Is that what? In, in episode two, there's a time jump of a year, and she starts dating her old boss. Eh. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I again... I did not hate this show. You guys were all just ragging on Stargirl. I thought Stargirl had a lot of problems. I thought Love Life was much better than that. I mean, it felt like it's, it's like a C. I was like, eh, it's fine. Like, again, I only saw two. Or no, I'm sorry. I only saw one. So, Tom, you can go into what makes it worse than me just saying yeah. it's okay. The thing I didn't like about episode two is she starts dating her boss, her former boss, and then she just becomes like the girlfriend. So she loses kind of her identity and moves out of her place and moves in with him. And then her boss, her, her, her former boss's husband, or not husband, her da his dad dies. And so she goes with him to be supportive. It's not a bad idea. She helps out at the house. Also not a bad idea with, with the wake. And then she gives a drunken toast. Bad idea. Because the ex-wife is there and gives a toast. So she feels like she has to come. I just thought, oh, this is so, this is so wrong on so many levels. And, you know, she's an executive producer on this show. So I don't want to see Anna Kendrick being pathetic. I want to see Anna Kendrick being charming. Um, so, of course, that relationship doesn't work out. So I didn't care enough to watch episode three. Yeah, I can see that. How um, many did you watch, Peter? Yeah. I just watched the pilot, but I, I didn't I hate it. I was like, meh, it was all right. All right. Yeah, well. I hated episode two. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean to be to, to look at. I mean, just as a comparison. I mean, Anna Kendrick. I like her as a performer, so that already gets you, you know, further than something like Star Girl, where I didn't really know who the actress on Star Girl, and she's not. I mean, she's not bad or anything. It's just, eh. I mean, that's that, that's not enough to pull me in. I guess that dude. Like, um, what? what? Jin Ha who played Augie in the pilot of Love Life, was also in Devs. Oh, Devs. I didn't hear what you said. Devs. He, he was Jamie on Devs, the ex-boyfriend. Oh, my God. I did not realize that's the same person. Same guy. And he's good. I like him on Devs. Um, oh, I did not realize that was the same person. Hey, he was good. I, I want to see more work with, it, with that guy. All right. Uh, let's move on. Um, next up, we're going to talk, uh, Space Force. So, <laughs> Space Force, because I, I have not seen it. I, I, I'm very interested to hear what Allison, Tom, and you think. Well, but Allison just... didn't see it. Oh, no, I, I stayed away. Oh, okay. I heard it was terrible, <laughs> so I just stayed well, away. You should, so you should actually give it a shot, though, honestly. So, it's the makers of The Office. Does that mean it's like Office and Park? It's, no, 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 it's, no, it's, no, it's, no. It's the whole, no, 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 no. they talk no, no, to the no. camera and no. everything? no. no. No, no. It's what's sad is it's Greg Daniels who also created Upload. He co-created Space Force with Steve Carell. But man, is it? I, I think it's a complete misfire. Just the, the the funniest scene, the only scene that really made me laugh in the pilot. They have the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and they cast them amazingly. Oh yeah, because they're really they good. Have, they have. Um, Oh, I can't think of her name. From uh, uh, Jane Lynch is the is the chief of naval operations, and Patrick Warburton is the commandant of the Marine Corps. <laughs> and then um, well, I can't think of his name. He played Marlin in in, um, in Truman Show. Uh, is playing the uh, 
the army chief of staff. And then basically he was supposed to retire, but Steve Carell is getting, has been promoted and he's going to lead space Force. They're creating space force and the coast guard guy, character actor you've seen. And he's like, Oh, I'm not the new kid in the black block. Now, now I'll get some respect. And they're like, yeah, no, 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 you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after that, it's, Oh, and, and Lisa Kudrow is his wife. And then they do a time jump, and then she's now in jail for evidently attacking a launch pad or something. I don't know. I I don't know what this show is trying to be, because I don't know. It's just weird and kind of not funny. And the the, the pilot episode was about this launch that wasn't going to go, and then something, the test thing blows up, and blah, 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 blah. And then it does finally go at the very end. And then episode two, oh, and then it gets uh, episode two. They success after the success, successful launch. The Chinese sabotage it, so they Besides, have to. Send, I have to say, the Chinese sabotage was hilarious. It was hilarious, but it was the thing with the monkey, and uh, I don't know. It was just oh, by the way, real surprise, surprise, real space people hate this show <laughs> and are not amused at all. <laughs> But, I mean, does it get better after episode two? I just didn't think the episode with well, the chimp and the... Yeah, well, the episode with... I mean, my thing is, I was entertained. How about that? I will tell you that. I was entertained. I didn't feel like... Um, I wasn't expecting... A, like, I wasn't expecting anything specific. I just thought that they were like, what would Space Force look like? And it would look like this. And I like John Malkovich. I think he's pretty funny. I think he does a good job um, being the counter or the foil for Steve Carell. And the show has a little bit of heart. I like the fact his relationship with his daughter. Um, and I think when all is said and done, him and Malkovich actually have a halfway decent relationship. Like they sit around and talk and chat. Uh, so I think that that part works. And it's not necessarily laugh out loud funny, but I enjoy the characters. So, huh. so I will say I that. might have to give episode three a try. Yeah, Considering its pedigree, I expected a lot more. Well, I guess I wasn't a big fan of uh, the, the office. office and stuff. So, like, I was just, I was expecting them, I was expecting what was on the 10. was like, we're going to make fun of Space Force. I was like, okay, let's do that. And I was happy with it. This is uh, funny to me because Libya does not like comedies. What we do? Well, no. Well, no. You like some comedies. I mean, yeah. but 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 what we do in the shadows is more like The Office in its use of uh, interviews and and a camera crew that's supposed to be there. Yeah. Right. So maybe maybe Libya maybe you don't like that format. Maybe that's the mockumentary what format. Yeah. That's, maybe that's, that's why possible. you don't like. Like, yeah, because because I'm like that's weird. So you like this one more? I'm not saying you think it's the best thing ever. No, but it's like, not. It's not brilliant enter, or anything. We're entertained. Yes. And and look, Steve Carell is on the. I mean, like these are all. But he. But the, the the difference is I'm here. John he's kind of. He's kind of. He's he's more likable. I'm assuming John Malkovich is solid. I mean, I like Malkovich, right? Oh, right, Malkovich yeah, is yeah, he's great. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I think it's the maybe just you just don't like that that format for humor. You're just like, eh, like maybe that's what it is. Um, it's quite possible. I'm curious about I'm curious about space work because I do like the cast and stuff. I'm sorry I missed it, but I know you guys are kind of nonplussed on it. But I like Steve Carell, so I will probably still. It's what is it? Is it half hour? It's not. Yeah, an it's hour. a half it's hour. Half hour. Yeah. Eh, all right. I'll probably I was like, check. I can't even imagine you not watching this. I was like, this is right <laughs> up your alley, man. Well, you all guys also said about Zoe's playlist, and I never got to see that. Or I saw the pilot. I saw like two episodes. Oh but man, you that show it. was great. I know. Well, you I gotta finish that. You gotta no. finish that, Peter. Yeah, it's really I know good. You no, you're right. All right, so let's move on. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about uh, upload the finale, how it all ended. Um, we've been talking about this for several weeks now. I, it's so far away in my memory now. I've watched this so long ago. Well, Tom, why don't you lead us out since it's fresher in your memory? Seven, or, or sorry, episode nine is who, is when we find out what what happened with his memories. And and basically we find out what Well, you suspected. Did. It wasn't like really a plot twist. 
Um, they hinted around about they, it. They, yeah, they, they hinted about it, but still, because it, 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 it makes a pretty substantial turn in the relationship. You know, she found out that he was kind of an a-hole in his former life. Right. And he realizes it, too. And this is while he's transitioning to the two-gig room. Oh, that is hilarious. And then in 10, basically, he sold out... He, he sold his 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 uh, future father-in-law basically a piece of code without telling his partner, right? For a substantial amount of money, which who knows where that money is now? Right. It's like we're not exactly sure who wants him dead, and Nora by extension. But anyway, Nathan finds that they're doing this big reboot. They have an oh. They called it Scirocco, which I thought <laughs> Scirocco is a desert <laughs> desert storm in like the the Middle East. So why you would give that to this you know this uh, Elysian Valley type you know afterlife place? You'll never know. But they're doing the update, and he needs to be asleep for that. And then uh, when when Nora puts him to sleep that's when the memory's recovered and she sees it and then he he wakes up and she uh basically kind of dumps him there and then kind of doesn't want to deal with him because she's mad right and a lot of this was under they had the big party to celebrate so she invites her the guy she's dating to keep her boss well, off her so trail saying, saying dating is 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 not entirely <laughs> true i would not say she actually dated that guy she had a lot of sex with him, but I wouldn't say yeah, she had but She's seeing, shagging. Take your, there you go. Use your favorite euphemism <laughs> to keep her boss off the trail. And the boss was is all upset and threatening her to, you know. The only thing that bailed him, that bailed her out from the previous thing when she got busted was that Nathan's got connections who called in favor. Uh, um, anyway, episode 10's all about... Uh, Somebody's trying to kill Nora because she now knows. And then, meanwhile, Nathan's in the two gig room, so he's using up all his data, too much of his data. Oh, yeah, trying to apologize and explain to her. Trying to apologize and to protect her. And then, um, oh, and then she actually uses, uh, he actually, who's the one who, who does the thing with the elevator? Is that him? That's him. Yeah, yeah, because he, he saves he her because the they're trying to get the, the assassin is trying to kill her. He he which saves was pretty gross. Which is yeah. really gross. He makes the elevator shoot up and down and up and down to the and guy. He basically turns the guy into jelly. Into yeah. into jelly. You know, the the doors open. You see viscera and body parts, and somebody oh. screams, and then he's out of inner. And then he's out of out of data. Right. And then his his girlfriend. Shows oh, up the plot! Says, that was a serious plot twist. Plot I twist. did not see that coming. His girlfriend shows up and says, "I've uploaded. I'm here with you." And he, she gives him a gig of data, and then he expends it all emotionally. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's where this the first. Well, what I thought ends. was great was like you get the. I was like, did she kill herself? Like what? What well, she, she, she would have to. Yeah. She would have to. You know, they have to decapitate the head and all that stuff. Uh, that was crazy. I was like, oh my god. So I uh, guess she must really love him in her own weird way. But, except that she uh, gave him up. She's the one that turned him in. and she, Though they, they made you think she sabotaged the car and she didn't. Yeah. She yep. did no, she sabotage. tried to save him. She's, yeah, she's actually trying to save him. Um, but wow. That's some craziness. So we'll have to wait a year to find out, I presume. Uh, all right, so boom, boom, boom. thumbs thumbs up for that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the great, and we're only going to talk about two more episodes of that. Um, so for the great, we're talking about episodes three and four, and what did we say episode three was? Um, the uh, oh, well, let me try to remember. Um, the uh, that was where she's she's given Leo. As, as her little pet lover. Right. And he's, I, I will agree, he's, he was hot. I, I give her that. Uh, much better looking and more interesting than her husband. Um, but I get, like, it felt like a trap, though. 
You know? So I understood why she was like, what am I supposed to do with this dude? Like, what do you want me to do? It did feel like he was setting her up for something. And she was in the middle of trying to plot her coup. And she's like, I don't want to be distracted by this guy. And they thought he might be a spy and all this other stuff. And he was obviously not a spy. But they weren't yeah, sure about that. It's reasonable to assume that. Yes, it is reasonable to assume. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And all of that was all pretty good. So... Yeah, the thing is, you know, all Peter really wanted to do was just give her some little boy toys so he could be distracted elsewhere himself and not have right. to deal with her all the time. Correct. So, you know, there was that. Um. So that's, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember the details, but honestly, you know, I don't. I, yeah, I know it's been a little I, while. I, I finished Catherine the Great. I, I finished the Great in like a matter of about three days. And I'm savoring. So I'm savoring. I'm not that patient. <laughs> so I blew through that thing like two weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember exactly what happens specifically per episode. But it's it's all kind of a a blur at this point. They um, they they're all kind of you know they're all kind of you know blurring together. So the but, the, the fourth episode we said was. I forgot that's now. well the, the the main thing that i remember from that is is their joke about how that's how leo invents the moscow mule i don't remember uh, that at all it's at the very beginning where he's they're sitting by the the uh fountain and he he says you know i've invented this new drink you know <laughs> i call it the mule and it's it's he just basically makes a moscow mule that's that's his big contribution to history i suppose <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but I feel like the next episode also had something. We talked about it when you were just. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, and they also had to uh, to get a new patriarch. Oh so right, that was actually the good part. Yeah, because the one that the guy wanted her to endorse, he wouldn't look her in the eye because he didn't think women were allowed to speak. And they were mm -hmm. like, "He's the most progressive," and she was like, "Seriously, he won't look <laughs> me in the eye, and I'm not allowed to speak. He's the most progressive." And I like that she just like reframed it and decided that the younger guy, who's kind of a jerk that she doesn't quite get along with, but at least he'll talk to her. And so she was like, okay, he's going to be the new patriarch. And she found him when he was mushroom tripping and pretended to be an angel and tell him that he's the one that's supposed to be picked. And that was really pretty funny and amusing. I like the thing that they do where they take, historical events and just kind of turn them on their heads and, and make it hilarious. So thumbs yeah. up. No, I thought that that was good. And I also love when they have her doing things that are just really clever and resourceful. It's like nobody had to tell her that, Oh, this guy is vulnerable right now. And I can take advantage of that. She just, you know, bopped on over and figured it out for herself, which I thought was great and, and manipulated the hell out of him, which right. was wonderful to watch. Um, I mean, as soon as I saw him like tripping balls like that, I thought, <laughs> she could do anything and she did, which I thought was wonderful. Right. Um, so the show is fantastic. If you're not watching it yet, it's on Hulu. You should definitely check it out. Uh, I now have to watch episode five and six. I was savoring. I'm trying to savor <laughs> and not just fly through these series so fast. I mean, we got the whole summer, man. All right. And it's going to be a year before we get season two. So it's going to be. And a I year hope we get we... season two. I was about to say, it might be a year before we get almost anything. So we got to We got to pace ourselves, guys. <laughs> All right. If you guys. Except for reality shows. <laughs> if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to TV campfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Later.